I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Wolves Weekly, sponsored by MyDieselClaim.com. Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows, and welcome to a very special episode of Wolves Weekly, where we got a chance to have a conversation with someone who played a massive part in Wolves' recent history, in the successes from getting promoted from the Championship and those two back-to-back seventh-place finishes, the FA Cup semi-final, the Europa League quarter-final, and everything that came with it. But someone equally who very rarely does interviews. It's Nuno's number two, Rui Pedro Silva. We'll talk adapting to English football, why Diogo Jota felt that he wasn't right for the championship, the part that Connor Cody played and who was originally earmarked for that role, what it's like to work with Nuno day in, day out, and the three big moments that changed everything, including their reaction to COVID. But we start with the beginning of his story with Nuno and his first impressions of moving to England. I started working with Nuno. Nuno, I was assistant coach in Porto, and Nuno was a player. So I worked with Nuno since he was a player. Then we become uh, both, we become assistant coaches, and then he invited me to work uh, as as his assistant, and he becomes uh, manager. We were in Porto in our time, and then uh, appears the invitation to England. To, to a league that, uh, to tell you the truth, was a little bit uh, unknown to us. But we start studying the league. The league looks, the football, the, the project that the people present to us was very clear, was a project to, to grow up, to put the club as higher as possible. And when we look to, to the history of the, of the Wolves, was massive. It's a club with a big history. So for us, it's a, always a proud working in a, in a club like that. There, in the beginning, appears a lot of doubts. But one thing Don was, was clear in his mind. He said, look, I have uh, an idea to play. 
I want to play like that no matter where, no matter in which league. Let's try. Okay. So let's, uh, let's do that. And, uh, it's uh, one of the things that we, as coaches, we like is when, when we go to a place and you felt like we're going to build something, we're going to, we're going to help to, to, to make, to make the difference and, and build, build something, not only on the pitch, not only on the training ground, but with the, with the club, with the structure, with all the, all the, all the things that are around the club. So was very, very, very interesting plus the people that present the project. Because I remember the, the first day when you guys arrived and people who go to the training ground now, it, it looks impressive. Right? And, and I think even if you went back now and has seen the work that's been done since you guys left, the, the extra pitches out the front and the show pitch and everything that's there. But when you first arrived, it wasn't as impressive. And you'd just come from Porto and you'd been at Valencia. So I I, I always wondered, because I remember that all of you been in one big long row, like shoulder to shoulder as you walked through the car park towards us. And I kept thinking, what are they thinking? Because this is a championship club like level two in England that they're coming to. And these are big time guys. You know, Mike, there was one thing in our careers that we are, yeah, it's true. Our last two jobs were in Porto and uh, in Valencia. But okay, but to, in our past, we already are, have clubs like uh, second division, third division. I grew up here in, the, in Porto in a club in the fourth division in my town. So we live different realities. And we know that uh, sometimes most important is not about uh, the facilities, but the the idea behind the project. Of course, I remember I remember when I arrived in England, our first day. I think maybe four four o'clock in the afternoon, everything was so dark. So I said, "It's impossible. This is not possible." <laughs> I remember we are playing games. Three o'clock in the afternoon, all the lights in the stadium are on. This is what I think it was one of the most difficult things is uh, to deal in our first year to deal without without the sun. But uh, yeah, I think everybody that was inside of the staff with us, everybody looked to that project and worked very hard to, to bring new things, new ideas, new to develop everything was very grateful for us everyone talks uh who, all the players who are involved in it and and some who kind of were involved briefly and then left about that first pre-season because um you you went abroad and uh, even like the club's media team were kind of shut out it was like we're here to work we're focused we and and the players speak about being drilled and drilled and drilled and and knowing every single bit like within an inch and i remember when you came back and you you and i had a conversation and you said to me we're going to play in a certain way whereby um defensively people will not get through the middle of us they may go sure. they may score set pieces they may go around the outside but this is our plan and these players know it and goals will come but we've sorted out the defense first it's true. I think it was one thing that was very clear to us was 
I could be assistant coach. I could be goalkeeper coach. But in that moment, it will be need someone to put water on the pitch. I will put. There is no problem. Everybody, everybody inside of our staff was very conscious of that. We need to. I remember one of our games was cancelled because of the of the snow, and we need to to go back to Compton and start and making training session, but the pitch was frozen. I remember everybody come out, medical staff, kitmans, everybody come without with a with a shovel, and clean all the snow for us to train. It was one of the episodes that I still remember. But uh, I think it was was one of our advantages. Uh, have clear in our minds the process of play, the idea of the play, and the way that we built that. I know that uh, the striker knows exactly what the defense, what, for example, Connor Cody gonna do in the ball. I think Cody, of course, was the the brain inside of that. Cody knows all the tasks of every, of every play inside of the pitch. This was one of the guys that's clear, and that was a big advantage to us. In all the moments of the game, we have clear what we gotta do in that moment. And for us, it was a big advantage. You mentioned Connor Cody. What was the conversation about him? Because I, I wondered how much you knew about certain players before you came in. And obviously, you would have studied and researched and spoken about them. But the idea to put him into that Connor Cody role, as yeah. it's become, how how soon did that formulate? I remember, I remember before we got to Wolves, no, 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 no mention in the team. We have some meetings and no, no mention to me in the team. And we start watching games from season, from the previous season. Well, for us was very hard because the way that the team was playing was not clear our idea. And sometimes it's difficult to, to make a profile of the player because we don't know. And we have, for example, I remember no, no, Doherty that time was playing on the left side. Yeah. He said to me, no, this guy is going to be the guy that's going to play on the right side. I remember Saiz, he said, clear Oklahoma, going to be our midfielder, he's a great player. About Cody, to tell you the truth, uh, was a, an idea, was an experience, let's see how it works. It was an amazing surprise, the way that uh, Cody grabs that the opportunity the way that uh, was a surprise in the preseason was a fantastic surprise. And uh, from the first minute that he started playing there, he said, oh, will be, will be amazing this guy. Because it's funny, isn't it? How history can, can be like that. Because I guess it had it been Danny Barr or Roderick Miranda who had come in. Sure. We yeah, who had played that role, then then maybe things wouldn't have turned out as they did. Yeah, I think uh, the first idea of Nuno, I think, was uh, Roderick Miranda was the guy to play in the centre, in the middle, because he uh, yeah, had fantastic pass, he got, he got the vision, he, got, uh, he knows the way that we want to play. But when we start training, Cody don't give a chance to nobody. The voice, the voice in the training, the 
the way that he passed the ball, the way that he can lead the, the, the players beside him. So just a guy that don't give a chance to go. I don't know why. And it's football, man. It's the moment, it's the the opportunity. And he knows Cody knows the opportunities there. Just a guy that grabs that and let's go. And how important was it to have his leadership? You mentioned that Cody knew every single player's role. And I remember you Nuno allowed the cameras in for the Leicester preseason friendly. Yeah. And all the fans suddenly noticed how vocal Connor was in the dressing room. Uh, you're smiling as I say this because you know that he pretty much never shuts up the entire time. But it was a it was an eye opener to a lot of supporters that moment. It just it, it even even in the training sessions, his voice it was so important for for the team, so important even in the training ground. The sometimes the positive things that he Cody is a, a very smart guy. He knows the proper word in the the proper moments. Just uh, with all the departments, it was a very important guy in all the role that uh, in all the years that we've been there. Very important guy. When you looked at the championship and you saw what happened the year before, where we'd signed a lot of players and it hadn't worked. How confident were you and how much more confident were you when Diogo and Ruben arrived and you suddenly have these top-level players that probably shouldn't have been in that division? I think, I think, yeah. I remember I remember when we are preparing our squad, we make some scouting, we make some, some profiles. We know that we need to fill in some positions. But I think it was the... Because the championship is a very... Is a different league from the others. I remember one day speaking with Jota during the championship, and he mentioned to me, "Look, for me, it will be more easy to play in the Premier instead of the Championship. In the Championship, I don't have space, I don't have time, I don't have people are always around me. It's very hard to play in the Championship. I think our success it was the mix that we can get between the culture." Because we got, for example, important guys like John Rudy, like da Danny Bath, like Beno. So there, there was a mix between the culture, English culture and Portuguese, that uh, I think lead us to the to the success. It was not only us, but I think the combination that we get inside of the team was clear the, the success of the series. But it helps when you can have players of that ability. Like yeah. when we got promoted to the Premier League and João Martinho, Rui Patricio, Raul Jimenez turn up and you go, okay. You know that you're gonna I think I think we we have a, a big advantage because sometimes when when you when you scout a player you just look to his quality as a player. These these guys we know him as a person. We know Hoover. We know what what Hoover can give to us inside of the pitch, but also outside. We know Diogo. We know Bolio. That was a big advantage. Know really the guys also outside of the pitch, and we know this guy of course. 
course, the quality of that was, uh, the, there is no doubt of that. In the beginning, we are talking about, uh, because we go to the championship and we are saying, these guys will be adaptable to the championship. And I remember saying to Nordu, if these guys can play in Porto, of course, they can play in championship. They will need to adapt. But in our days, I remember talking with Jot and Huber. That year was very important to that guys to, to make the persons that they are today. As, as a person, even as a player. Championship, I say, everybody should experience championship at least once. It's it relentless you, though, right? It's relentless. Yeah, it's relentless. It teaches you a lot. I remember in the, in the end of the season, I said to the group, if we need to stay one more year in the championship, I don't know if I can, if I can hold on that. Because it's very, it was very, very tired for us. We fight with everybody. <laughs> you weren't always popular as a coaching staff with other coaching staffs. Is yeah. that fair? Uh, I don't know. We, I, I learned, I'll tell you the truth, I, I learned a lot with the English culture. Because in the beginning, we discuss everything, discuss a throw-in, we discuss a foul, we discuss everything. But time by time, we said, no, this is football. This is really... Okay, so I think in the championship, they, they sign like 10 fouls per game. In my opinion, there will be 20 or 25. But the, the referees are clear. They are so honest. This is to play, this is to run, this is to, to have emotion, this is, you know, it's true, that's uh, that what's become the championship so, so amazing. I remember though, speaking to someone a, a while back, actually, that um, I, I think had coached against you, and they used to, they talked about the fact that, because it wasn't Nuno, right, Nuno stood on the edge of the technical area, <laughs> he looked at the pitch, it was you, first of all, that would be in talking to the fourth official. And then when the fourth official told you to go away, Antonio took over. And when yeah. Antonio was told to go away, Zhao took over. And, and Barbosa. And yeah. yeah, and Barbosa came in. And you just and they just said it was just like never ending with you guys. Yeah, we we have we put the goal in our minds that we need to be promoted this year. We need to be promoted this year. Every game was a uh, was really a fight. That's the the pressure that we put inside of us was one of the the points that make us so so successful that year. Every every week was a, a pressure. Every week I remember when we went and lose at Villa. It was a period of the championship that we are a little bit down. And we are seven points in front, even even losing at field. But everybody was so so mad with that. But that week was very the change was. Because there was the infamous game at Cardiff. Yeah. Two late Everything. penalties and Warnock, Neil Warnock having a, a, a shall we say a disagreement with Nuno very visibly on the pitch. I can't ah, I remember now why. Yeah. And I was speaking behind him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's uh, Neil Warnock. It's the kind of guy that, with time, we 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 understand better. I think it was you know sometimes people on the radios on the TVs you saw our celebration of, of the goals, and people look to that like uh, something absurd, you know, something is not fair to the others. I said, I said to the guy, look, I just look to that for someone that lived that moment with so passion that it's not, uh, it's not bad to the other guys. But people don't like that. I remember in the world, I don't like that. I remember also the coach from Bill in that time. He commented that the hug that we give in our celebration, he doesn't like as well. During the games, one thing I was fighting, but never rude to the other guys, never insult the other guys. Nothing, nothing like that. Do you think the uh, the other coaches misunderstood you guys and what you were there for? Because one of the things that always stood out to me, whenever you say you you all came together, whenever we scored a goal, whenever yeah. Nuno won a, a a coach of the month award, he would not touch it. Right? He would yeah. make one of you guys have it. And the photo had to be of all of you. I remember him like literally hands up being like, I don't want to hold this thing. This is not about me. And and I, I wonder whether you think people misunderstood that you were there as a team controlling this team. Yeah, I think I think we we as well. We when we arrived to England, there were a cloud of doubt about our abilities to to play in the championship and we also need to to fight to win our space inside of the championship because sometimes people uh, create doubts around us we as a team we said no we need to win our space here we need to fight to win our space and you know it's hard when you come out from overseas to a place that uh, like sometimes you felt that people say to you, you don't belong here. You need to go to your to your place. And sometimes you need to, to do that fight to to win our space. About about that uh, manager of the month, I think there always been that uh, I call superstition that when you win that next next game you don't you don't win the game. So no no. But I think there was two points. I think Nuno always wants to show that 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 price is not only belongs to him, but to all the staff, to all the the team around him. But also try to to put that superstition away. That, no, I don't touch that. We're going to win next match. <laughs> but Let's... he always Nuno was always very carefully when pick up the the person. To pick up the to take the photo, sometime was I remember I think it was one, one of the one of the times. Sometimes was the cooker, sometimes the doctor. So he always pick up with very careful the the person to take the photo when it brought. We've been talking about you guys as a team, as a coaching team. Give us give fans an insight into into how you all worked and the roles that you had because um the, the, when obviously we saw the group of you there 
but Nuno was always at the forefront for supporters. And I think it's important for people to understand what roles you all had. I think over there, yeah, the roles. I think over there, we uh, only, only Antonio have there the family, the wife and the kids, because Barbosa, me, Nuno, João, we live alone at Oparan. So basically, we live 24 hours per day, everybody together. We dinner together, we go out together. So it's it's like that. So the connection that we create among us in that four years was uh, fantastic. But I think Nuno, of course, Nuno was the leader. Nuno was the guy that uh, implemented all the idea, but give us a lot of roles. I can explain more my role. I think, of course, assistant coach was my, my main role, supporting. I think I was the guy that always tried to to fight the ideas, of, not fight the ideas of Nuno, but uh, Nuno brings one idea to, to a game. And I always, I think Nuno said to me, you always say no to my ideas. And I'm not saying no to, to your idea. I just try to put one more one more thing in your idea. Not, uh, But I always was the guy that uh, discussed with Nuno and tried to view different different ways. I always have, a, in the especially in the beginning, my role was very close to, to Matt. The, the organization of the trips, the the idea of the plans to the hotel, where we're going to train. I always try to put me inside of the of the organization of the club. But in the first years, to tell the truth, I think we are like we are very observed for everything. I was close to Matt. I was close of the analysis departments. I was close of the scouting departments. It was... Meetings every day with, uh, not every day, but once a week with Jeff. Jeff wants to know everything, how we're going to do things. So our first year was 24 hours per day at the club. But for us was, tell you again, I will do it. I'll do it again, no doubt. If I have to. See, so you, yeah. you were the, you were the, you um, were the, the, the kind face when you when you needed to speak to Nuno and he didn't want to speak to us <laughs> you were the one that would come and just be like it's okay this is the situation <laughs> and I think you were that for a lot of different departments and Nuno was great to me and we had a, I, I, I enjoyed our relationship but you knew the closer you got to a game not to try and get in his way and that's where you would come in as being the the acceptable person to speak to. I think I think I I have. A, I think from all the from all the the staff, I think I have a different uh, relationship with Nuno, because as I mentioned to you, uh, Nuno, I worked with Nuno. Nuno was my player, and then we went together as assistant coach. We lived together in uh, in Greece in Athens. For, we lived together in Marbella when we worked together in Malaga. So I think in those two years, we built a different relation, not uh, not only as a, as a manager and assistant coach, 
but as friends that live together, two assistant coaches that are living overseas. So we built a different relation. So I don't have in that, in that for instance, I, don't, I look to Noon, of course, as a manager because he makes the final decision. But I don't have any kind of problems talking Noon. He knows the experts. And I know that sometimes Noon have that uh, hard position because it's not easy to be a manager. You always have to make the final decision. It's hard to make final decisions. But I think it's always, always important for a coach to have someone behind him to make the to make things calm, make everything it's okay, we can solve everything. Even inside of the dressing rooms, sometimes we need to approach as I approach to you or to, to other guys, I approach to the players and say, look, everything will be okay. What you need, how you felt. We're going to solve that. And I always try to solve everything from behind without nobody knowing. <laughs> but the, the environment was very, was like a fact. Everybody, well, you, you felt you are in the club and you felt when everybody is in the same way to the, to build the, the most important thing is to, to build the club. You felt that. Wolves Weekly with Mikey Burrows, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was an amazing place to be around. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And... um. Uh, when you look at the success that you had immediately into the Premier League, first of all, did you expect to do as well as you did? Two seventh place finishes, and and really, we're talking about VAR a lot at the minute, but yeah. for what I feel is one of the worst decisions ever, that handball at Burnley against Doc that cost us the win there, we would yeah. have gone to Chelsea on that final day for the Champions League place. Mm. That is unbelievable success was the i think our first year was unbelievable to us but after that doing games like we are doing winning games at home fa cup we make seven seven plays because i remember the people saying this is the the best of the rest and it's true it's uh there are places that you look and it's like very hard to, to achieve that. But uh, the atmosphere at Molino, the, the games that we have done 
was really like you know there are moments in your career that said i can't remember but the seasons at wolverhampton i can remember every game every goal I, that you know that things that are until now they are sticked in the in your memories was uh, yeah we had that 24 hours per day working and thinking and I think the the way that we plan things and the process and really bring the the right guy to, to the right place was the secret of the success because you achieved it whilst also playing in Europe in the second season and uh, and then covid happened and I, I wonder how much you point to covid as being the turning point into yeah. what changed everything at the club yeah i remember i remember two moments in the club that broke us a little bit was covid no doubt and was the injured on hope it was two moments that I still until now I remember like two months that really break us. I think COVID, we look to that like, you know, uh, for example, I'm going to tell you a, a story that is very fun. We Portuguese guys are always guys that always try to break the rules. You guys are always guys that we need to follow the rules. I remember one game that we went to Fulham and there were like green spots and red spots of the seats. And uh, in our bench, there were no space to Barbosa because it was a lot of red spots and few green spots. And Barbosa needed to sit in other bench. And I remember doing, during the, the warm-up I took one of the green spots from the referees and I changed with the red spot. And I said, Matt, I remember talking with Matt, everything is okay. Look, we have seven green spots in our bench. So Barbosa can come to our bench. And Matt started counting the green spots. I said, Ah, it's okay. Seven green spots. You can sit. <laughs> but before that, I swapped the, the swaps with the referee. The referee will never sit on the bench, so you never know. But we always try to break the rules. And over there, it's uh, you guys always follow the rules. And uh, for us, it was very strange. We we need to use two, two buses. We cannot eat together. We cannot use our canteen. We need to train with uh, one player at a time. Was very, for us, was a mess in our, in our heads. But at the same time, okay, we need to improve. We need to create a different drills. We need to try to put the players in his best. But it was a very hard moment. We, families cannot travel. We are here. So it was a, a tough moment, yeah. See, you won't remember this, but I remember, I remember bumping into you outside of Aston Villa, I think it was. And you just got off the coach. And I hadn't seen you in a long time because of COVID. And so we stopped to have a conversation. And Because you and I used to talk quite a bit. And, yeah, and we, we talk about TV programs more than anything else. And I remember you saying to me, and it's always stuck with me, when you said um, that because you spent all of your time with each other, you kind of got sick of each other. 
and you didn't want to spend time away from the club with each other because you were with each other all the time anyway. Sure. And that you were watching so many different TV things and doing anything you could, all of you, to to try and have a break. And it felt like all of you were so tired of what you were being put through. Yeah. One in that moment, we are really, really tired. I was I live close to Proposit because we live in the same same building, so we we still have that lucky to to have each other because we are in the same building. But I remember Matt saying, "Look, we don't go out of home because police can go into your house." Matt, it's impossible. I could be sleeping, and nobody knows. Uh, but I remember that time we could not go out of home. We could not. We made. We need to make the list. The supermarket for someone goes and buy that, and we we remember this. This is not the way that we want to. We are not used to that. I remember the silence of the stadiums. It's uh, it's unbelievable though. Was so we lost we lost most important things that give energy to us. When we lose that, felt that day by day still losing energy and it, it becomes more more difficult you mentioned raul and uh i don't know whether you saw we did a documentary on raul's injury and his recovery and yeah. we spoke to nuno he was he was still at tottenham at the time and we went to um the hotel because he was up to play against wolves and and had a conversation and interview and nuno was probably the most emotional i've ever seen him talking about that night and what happened. And I, I got the feeling that for all of you, it was personal on a way that you've probably never experienced in football before. Sure. Uh, in that moment, also because the stadium was empty, we can hear the crash in that moment. Everybody felt that something was very strange there, but there was a moment like uh, I think most of us felt like that. We felt like uh, we lose someone, like a family, like a brother. I think in that moment, people, some people realize that. Let's. I think Nuno was one of the guys that said, "I will give up. I will give up from football because uh, and, you know that uh, that." second in your head that no i don't want this just of course after you start realizing okay happens this but this in that moment we just want that whole stays alive nothing more was more important we don't think about football we don't think about anything in that moment just just more important was it be okay perfect let's go on but i think Raul in that moment was very important guy the after the injury, the happiness that he puts, the smile that he comes was in the moment was if he was the guy that suffered the injury and he's now reacting to his injury like that, okay. He was one of the guys that brings more more positive energy to the team after the injury. Help us a lot. Yeah, you talk about two big moments there in COVID and Raul's injury. 
Um, there's one other one that I've always felt personally was a turning point, and that was severe. And okay. I'm, I remember being in the airport the morning after as we were waiting to fly back and and looking at Nuno's face and all of your faces, really. And then the change that kind of came after that in terms of trying to switch away from the idea that had been so successful. Yeah, sure. Do you think that played a part, that what happened that night in Germany changed the, the outlook and maybe that wasn't the best thing to do? You know, Mike, we, because we live uh, sometimes, it's like, like a marriage, you know? You live all the time together. There are good moments, there are bad moments. Sometimes you felt uh, tired. Sometimes you discuss and uh, and things start growing up and things are starting different. I think Sevilla, no, 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 does have an idea that even if you look like an absurd idea, we really believe that we're going to win all the games that we play. Before the game, we really believe on that. No matter if it's against Sevilla, Manchester, City, when we go to a game, we really believe on that. And when you lose the game, in the end of the game, you cannot realize that, uh, okay, you lose because the other guys were bad. No. When you lose again, you felt that it was not possible. We, we could not lose that game. And Sevilla game was, uh, you know, when you have a glass of water and you put water, water, water. I think was the moment that everything goes apart. And uh, also because it uh, was the end of the season, anyone, each one of us go to different places, you know, you don't stay together, you don't talk. You start create ideas in your mind of what happened. Sometimes well, it's not true because you you are away. And I think we stay one month apart from each other. We just connect again in the beginning of the other season. So I think that game was yeah, it was another bad moment of us. You look to that season, you said it was a fantastic season. Because you, if you look back, most of the teams that uh, start playing the Europa League and they are not the top teams, they fight for relegation. And in that season, we can play Europa League, we can play well in the Premier, we can play well in the FA Cup. So we make our season fantastic. But I, until until today, I cannot explain why why that game was so was a point of break to us. I think even Jeff mentioned that in the book of of Johnny. Yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, without COVID, I think we get Champions League football and we win the Europa League. <laughs> like the, the, the win at Spurs just before everything started to go mad. True. We were, we there was a, a way that you guys had sorted that um, we were successful in both the Premier League and Europe. And we were conserving energy in one and being able to win games all the way through. And you, I just could not see anyone over two legs. I could not see anyone stopping us in Europe. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think, as, as you mentioned before, the COVID time was, uh, I think Nunu felt that a lot because he was very, in that time, he was very alone in his house. We don't have the same time together. We, it was very, was a moment that break us, the COVID. And uh, make us, in that season, was the point that that turned, turned to the other side. How did you feel when, when Nuno said it's over? Because you didn't go to Tottenham with him. And I know you, you had an opportunity to, to be a, a head coach and manager in your own right. But what were your thoughts and emotions when he kind of said, I'm leaving, it's coming to an end? We have a meeting. Uh, we know that uh, in the end of the, the season, it's going to be a way we, we're going to, it's going to be over. I think it was uh, everybody almost uh, assumed that because when, you know, it looks like, the, you know, like Ferguson say that time by time I need to change my system coach. Sometimes you, you need to, to bring new, refresh everything. I have a lot of moments with Nuno. I always, I remember Nuno mentioned to me, time that you always going to be with me, no matter what. I said, look, no, no, I cannot promise you that. But at the same time, if I feel comfortable, if I feel that we still have a, a good relationship, if I feel that's good for both, I have no problem to be with you until the end of our, our lives. I don't need to be, I don't need to, in these moments, I don't have an ambition to be manager, I'm with you. I'm okay, but I don't know what's gonna happen in life. I think sometimes we have uh, we discuss. Sometimes we have some conflicts. I have an idea. No, no, a different idea. I just oh, between me and Nuno was very, very peaceful. You know, it's like I am always. For example, I'm gonna give you an example. Like I said to Nuno, look, Nuno, if I start working one season with you. I will finish the season with you, no matter what. I think in our first year of the Premier League, I have a, an invitation of the Sheffield Wednesday to become manager. I said, look, and it was a fantastic offer to me. I said, look, no, no, I promised you, we start the season, we we're going to finish the season, no matter what comes. When finish Wolves, I said to him, I already had. I am like 10 years away from home. I need to to come back home. I need to stay a little bit with family. I don't have any kind of offer in this moment. Could happen, could appear, but I don't have a clear offer. And uh, I just, uh, we just break that. But Nunu then went to Tottenham. I just have a... In that moment, I have an invitation of a club in Portugal. I start to build up my, my technical staff. And okay, I just say, okay, I start my way. I will not stop now. And I just follow that. And we just go in different ways. Do you still speak to him? Do you speak with him? 
You. I, I don't speak to him. No, do you speak to him? We are at the same point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's far more likely to answer a message or pick up the phone to you than he ever would be me, my friend. I don't know. I think we are the same. But no, I think Noon is a. They have a special. They have a special personality. I think no, no. When Noon is with someone, he is with someone. I think Noon wants to always. Noon wants to to release the past. You know, I don't want to have connections to the past. So I think Noon is like that. I spoke with Noon before you went to Total. Uh, since then, I never spoke with him anymore. I spoke, for example, I spoke a lot with Barbosa because we we created a good relation. But I know that Nono is like that. Nono is a person that uh, connects to the to the project in the moment. But I know also we live close to each other here at Porto. Suddenly, we just can have a lunch together and make everything. It's okay again. Well, now that he's left Saudi, maybe the the two of you can get back together. Maybe, and, yeah. It's... And we would love for you to come back and visit us. Probably, I could be. A, I don't know. As I said to you, I will go without. I would love to go again, just to probably one day I will go to make a visit to you. Because I, I I wondered whether you because you you saw the reaction so. Uh, it always stuck with me at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, do you remember, in the first season. It was towards Christmas, and Ruben scores a great goal into the bottom corner, and we win the game. Yeah. It was a Friday night, I think. And Nuno called me and Tim Spears, who over, one of the local journalists, and he had a conversation. He said to me, he said, when you'd won a game at Valencia, I think you'd beaten Real Madrid, and he'd come, you'd come back, and there was thousands of fans outside the stadium to greet you and he said i want that to be here i want that feeling here and yeah. by the end of the season you were arriving to thousands of I people remember that. Yeah. yeah i remember when we arrived from the bus and the walking in the park was uh, was mass yeah it was that moment that we as i said to you we have so many good moments over there and the people that around us, the people that uh, celebrating with us. As I mentioned to you, I was very grateful to, to be part of that and having that in my life was very grateful for that. I, I remember all these moments and I always wonder whether you guys remember all these moments like, you know, Middlesbrough on a Friday night when um, two people had been sent off, I think yeah, Ruben and, yeah. and Matt Doherty. And I don't want to celebrate in the middle of the reference. Yeah, and well, Remain, Remain is flat out on the floor and Nuno Completely, is on top of it. Completely, yeah. We've not there. Because it, it, one thing I think fans always, always wonder is because it was so special to us, so special to supporters everywhere, that entire period. And for a lot of people, I mean, you you might remember the after when the get when we beat Manchester City. I said in commentary, this is the greatest Wolves days of my lifetime. Serious? Yeah. In which game? We beat them? The the home at, game at, where we come back. The home game, down. yeah. yeah. And the atmosphere, 
the atmosphere of the Man United FA Cup quarterfinal and and all those matches. And and I guess the wonder of supporters is always, did it mean as much to you guys? Was. I think the supporters was was a they are so connected to us, they are so they support us a lot, no matter no matter what happens, no matter the way that they but I think they enjoy a lot the moment over there at Hollywood. The way I remember a lot of games, the Man United game, the game that we beat Chelsea at home, the the city game, also in the championship. Championship was the game that the dark against Derby against Sheffield United. We have so many games that we we will enjoy with the fans. Was uh, I think one game that we won for three Jota scores. Leicester, Leicester was crazy as well. So many moments that support. That's why I. That's why I think we felt so much to Kobe because of that. When we lose the, the support fans, because it means so much to us. When someone took someone to you that means so much, we felt we felt more. Yeah. The connection was unbelievable. And we realized more the connection when you walk a normal day in the street and everybody talks with you and realize the importance to the people was uh, was really impressive to me as well. Just before I let you go, I, I just want to quickly ask you about Pedro because he's one of the few players who is still there from from your time and you will have seen him develop and become one of, not just one of the best players in the club, but one of the best players in the Premier League. And I wondered how far you think he can go and what he can achieve in his career. I tell you the truth, Mike. This is really what I felt about Ned. Uh, one day I was in the dressing room, talk with him. And we are, because he's a fantastic guy as a person, I, I still sometimes chat with him as a WhatsApp. And so. But uh, I remember one day in the dressing room, we are talking, and he said to you, Hey, Rui, where are you going to be in five years? I don't know, maybe maybe at home, maybe walking, I don't know. And I said, I said, I don't know as well where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in the top club. And I said, look, in five years, I could be in my couch watching you receiving below the golden ball. Because I truly believe not to suffer a, a big injury against uh, Fulham. No, not full. Yeah, I think if that injury didn't appear in his career, Neto will be a could be in that moment one of the top players in Premier League. He's a fantastic guy. He got everything inside of him to be a top top player. He got speed. He got one v one. He got goal. He got assists. He's a smart guy inside of the tactical system. He got everything inside of him to be a, a top player. Because he believes it as well, doesn't he? That's, ah, not that's the difference. And he believes on that as well, yeah. He knows that he got that confidence inside of him. Only a guy that got the confidence inside of him can score some goals. Because I remember a goal against Sheffield with us. Sheffield? No, maybe not. 
from almost from the from the line. Southampton against Southampton away. Southampton, yeah, that's why I said only a confident guy can score that goal. He really also believed in that. Thank you for having this conversation. There's loads more I could ask you, but I've had way more of enough of your time as yeah. it is. Maybe we'll do it again. We can do it again one time. <laughs> But please, please come back and visit us. I will try. Yeah, I will make. I will make a visit to you guys to have a, to watch a game and to make a visit to all the guests for sure. For sure, yes. Wolves Weekly, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.